Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Uh, joining me today is the Chief Scientific Officer of Immune Express, Richard Brannon. How are thanks, you? Sean. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate you, the introduction. I'm excited to have you on, by the way. Um, and I'm glad we were able to make this work. You know, you're uh, you're a little far away. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, but... on a totally totally different time zone. So it's early morning here, late afternoon your time. So yes. Thank you. But we made it work. Uh, <laughs> we did. Uh, let, let's dive right in. I know the audience uh, would love to, to learn more about you. So let's start off with your background and then we'll talk about Immune Express. Yeah, my background is fairly uh, varied. I, I started with a veterinary degree. Um, I'm based in, in Australia um, and um, then did a PhD in molecular genetics, mostly on in, infectious diseases and, and the immunology of infectious diseases. Um, did a bit of uh, research in various places, including including in New York and um, and in the United States. Um, and then um, I also got a, a business degree, and so it was from that business degree, whilst I was doing research, that led me to interest in commercialising technology, and um, and so that led to starting uh, a number of companies, uh, and and pretty much led where to where Immune Express is today. And and give us the the overview of the company, where things stand today, um, you know, versus, versus where they started, uh, and what excites you most about the company? Yeah, look, I think the the, the company is now at a stage of, of commercializing its technology. So we're doing sepsis diagnostics or, or improvement of identification of patients that have sepsis uh, using a totally different approach, measuring the host immune response rather than trying to identify a, a pathogen. Uh, and so way back at the beginning of the company, um, the, we had to actually do proof of concept. So the, the scientific community didn't really accept that uh, a, a peripheral blood sample could be used to determine, and using gene expression analysis to determine whether somebody had a particular condition or not, or the likelihood of them having a condition. So you know, we actually started doing, doing our research in, in horses and horse models where you, you induce a condition and then follow them over time. And, and that's where we got proof of concept. And so that proof of concept had led to the beginning of, of Immune Express as a company with, with other co-founders. Uh, and it's taken over 10 years to get us uh, into, well, to get us to, through regulatory clearances and, and at the stage we are at now with, with commercialising uh, sepsis diagnostics. And let's, let's talk about the, the impact, um, you know, caused by a lack of reliable uh, sepsis diagnostics like wh what does that impact across the landscape right for health systems for patients um i, I want to make sure we focus in on that and then we'll talk about your technology yeah look, to start with i think sepsis is a very difficult condition to uh, to identify for for multiple reasons but the the uh, and it's also a, a, an acute disease and so you know, the, the longer you wait to identify whether somebody has sepsis the the higher the risk of, of death or very poor outcomes um, so it's an acute condition uh, and it's difficult to identify. And so um, that affects um, patients, it affects clinicians, it affects hospital systems, it affects uh, global health. Um, you know, for, at a patient level, uh, with increased mortality, um, with, with a lack of, of, of ready identification of, of patients. From a clinician's perspective, it's because it is difficult to identify sepsis, um, they're overusing antibiotics. And so as a result of overuse of antibiotics, you get um, antibiotic resistance developing. And then from a, from a 
health system perspective, we know that there's, it costs the US um, about $50 billion a year just in, in managing patients that have sepsis. Um, and then from a, from a global perspective, apart from the antibiotic uh, resistance issue, um, sepsis kills more people every year than the entire COVID pandemic killed over, over a three-year period. So it's, it's, killing, um, it's, it's killing around about 11 million people a year uh, and, it, and it affects around about 50 million people a year. And uh, it's the biggest killer of children worldwide. So it's, it's a major issue worldwide and um, if you can't first identify which patients have sepsis then then you don't really know you know who you're treating and, and why you're treating them. I mean there, there seems to always be that one horror story right where you hear of someone that that seemed like they were fine only to find out you know too late that they had sepsis and then you know some serious something serious happened I feel like everyone has either met someone or, you know, heard one of those stories, right? So it's really cool that, that you're, you've decided to focus in on this, you know, and, and you've taken your background and you have a really cool background too, to, to dive into this. Um, talk us through, uh, what you call a uh, septicite technology. Um, you know, what you're doing with that. Yes, yeah, certainly. As I mentioned earlier, that we're looking at uh, identifying um, changes in the host immune response using a, bl a blood sample. So it's a, it's a small blood sample, um, and we measure the particular biomarkers uh, using gene expression in the white blood cells. And so it's we, it, for sepsis, we're looking at just two biomarkers, and, and one is upregulated and one is, is downregulated, and it's the differential between those two that tell you whether the likelihood of somebody having sepsis. Uh, and so I mentioned earlier that, that time is important with sepsis. And so we have a test that takes just a single hour. So you take a blood sample. I've got a cartridge here. If you, so this is, this is the, I'm not sure whether you can see that or not, but this is the biotechnology, uh, sorry, the biocardus cartridge. Uh, and it has a little, you know, you put blood, blood in there, you close it up, the nucleic acid is extracted. Uh, and then polymerase chain reaction uh, happens in, in five chambers on this little wheel here. Uh, and, and our technology is in the little wheel there. So um, as I said, blood goes in, um, you, you put it into the machine, you press a button, uh, and an hour later you have a, a likelihood of sepsis as a result of our technology. And, and as I said, the, you know, the time is critical. So if you, if you can get a likelihood of a patient um, having sepsis or not within one hour, it can change um, your diagnostic procedures and the way you manage certain patients. So you, what you've what you've created too is a, a cool a cool part of of healthcare, right? That that we all know to be true. When you're able to more quickly and, and easily diagnose someone, right? The earlier you can diagnose them, no matter really to, to degree, right? When even the, the most worst uh, diagnosis, if we can catch it sooner, which you're helping them, uh, we can do a lot more to help these patients across, you know, across the board, especially with what you're doing. Um, talk us through, you know, uh, your, your, your growth plans, where, where you see in terms of what's next for the company. Again, What's exciting you about the, the later half of 2023 and beyond as it relates to Immune Express? Yeah, look, I, th I think that, that commercializing across the world is, is, our, is our plan. I, I think we'd, I'd like to see it used more broadly in 
in hospital systems. At the moment, we're restricted to the technology in adults and, uh, and in, for patients in intensive care. Uh, I think that most of, most of sepsis uh, identification happens in the emergency department or in hospital wards. And so I'd like to see it more broadly used and have a broader um, regulatory clearances. Uh, but you know, I, th I think one of my, my passions really is to, is to see the technology being used in, in children and, uh, and more broadly in children. I think that uh, sepsis tends to affect uh, the young and the, and, and the old, or the very young and the very old. Uh, and at the moment, we've got the, the very old um, sort of covered, if you like, but, but we haven't yet got regulatory clearance for children. So I'd really like to see it used, used in children. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to see broader applications in, in specific patient populations, for instance, uh, burns, uh, trauma patients are particularly susceptible to sepsis. Uh, and in maternal sepsis is also a, a major issue and, and uh, kills a lot of women worldwide. So, so, so I'd like to see the technology being used more broadly, but, I, but you know, one step at a time, I think we really have to start getting clinicians to think about a different approach to, to managing patients suspected of sepsis um, rather than just trying to identify a causative pathogen because um, using traditional microbiology and trying to, uh, to identify a causative pathogen is really not working for sepsis. Um, you know, the, the, uh, for infectious diseases broadly um, and as well as sepsis, um, in at least half of the cases, uh, a causative organism is never identified. So if, if you had a diagnostic test that was only 50% effective, that's pretty much the same as tossing a coin. Uh, and that's where um, traditional microbiology sits when it comes to trying to identify patients that have sepsis these days. So our approach um, used the host immune response to determine whether somebody has sepsis or not. And, and then that is, is one is more accurate, two is faster. Uh, and three actually gives you a likelihood um, for every single test you run rather than it being negative half the time. Super interesting. Uh, it, it'll be great to continue to have this conversation with you to see where things continue to, to trend towards. Um, but, you know, kudos to you and your team for everything that you've done up to this point. And I'm really excited to see, you know, you continue to commercialize this because um, you're helping, you know, so many people. Um, and it was it was really nice to hear you mention, you know, what you would love to see in terms of helping the children and, and also people that are really old because they sen seem to be affected the most. Um, but, you know, uh, Richard, I'm, I'm so excited that you're able to join us here today. Excited to continue the conversation, follow what you're doing. And again, really appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you very much, Jared. Appreciate it.